Hello and welcome to You Bet Your Life from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is foot. F-O-O-T. Really? You bet your life! The DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America present Groucho Marx in You Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. And here he is, the one, the only... Brother, what I know about him. Oh, that's me, Groucho Marx! Thank you, thank you. Well, here I am again with $2,500 for one of our couples. George Fenneman, who's first to try for it? We invited some locksmiths and some dynamite experts to the program, and just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected locksmith Robert Eads and dynamiter Robert Crabtree. And here they are. Gentlemen, meet Groucho Marx. Welcome, boys, for the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. And if you say the secret word, you'll divide $100 between you. It's a common word, something you always have with you. A locksmith and a dynamiter, eh? Mr. Dynamite, uh, Bob uh, Crabtree, is that right? Yes, sir, that's right. What kind of a name is that? uh, English? That's right. It's not an uncommon name, is it? Well, not as uncommon as Mark's. Is this what I can expect for the next few minutes? You're the dynamite man, huh? That's correct. Uh, have you got any with you? <laughs> no, we don't generally carry it with us. Mm-hmm. That's good. At least we can count on you to stay with us for the whole show, huh? <laughs> where, where, where are you from, Mr. Crabtree? Oh, I was born in Rito, Nevada. Well, uh, how did you, did you come by train, or were you blown out of town? Huh? <laughs> where, where, do you, where do you work, Mr. Crabtree? Oh, I work for the Hercules Potter Company here in Los Angeles. And uh, Mr. Locksmith, what is your name? Eads? Where'd you go to school? Did you go to Yale? I went to Fairfax. You went to Fairfax? Oh. Beatrice? Or, uh... uh, Where do you work, Mr. Downtown. I own my own business, Speedo Key Service. Speedo Key Service? Mm. What does that mean? That means speed and service. Have you ever been locked out at home? Yes, I have. Business, this fellow, huh? he can't get in his own house. Why? What happened? I just lost the keys. Now, what, what kind of jobs are most common in, in your business? Oh, opening Eads? cars, opening homes, what? opening automobiles, homes, offices, changing combinations, general repairs, installations. I change my combinations about three times a week. Huh? I change them more often, but I have to wash them myself. Huh? <laughs> If you think my combinations are washed out, you should see me around 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> How do you change the combination of a lot? By the rearrangement of the tumblers or the replacement. What do you mean, t- tumblers? You mean they have midget acrobats inside? <laughs> what, are, what are tumblers? Tumblers are the uh, pins, that uh, the different length pins that oh. uh, go to make up the combination of the lock. Oh, TNT, that's you, Dynamite. Uh... <laughs> By the way, what does TNT stand for? You know, it stands for Tri-Night to Oh. 
I thought it stood for uh, tamales, knockwash, and tortillas. <laughs> That's a pretty explosive combination, too. <laughs> Do you have any accidents in your profession? Well, the average barter man only has one accident. <laughs> That's the most conclusive statement I ever heard. <laughs> what would happen if you accidentally dropped a stick of dynamite? Well, probably nothing. However, we don't recommend dropping any dynamite. Why not? Well, in the first place, it's made to explode, and we treat it as such. Mm-hmm. What happens if somebody drops a stick of dynamite? Would he, would he be fired? He probably wouldn't be fired. Well, you mean if you could find him? If we could find him. <laughs> well, I've learned a lot about locks and dynamite. Now, let's see if you two are going to be the ones who get the chance at the $2,500 question. Now, in just one minute, you're going to play You Bet Your Life. And now, an important bulletin from the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. Quote, Here's good news for the many thousands who are waiting for a new DeSoto or a new Plymouth. The production lines at the factory are really humming, and beautiful new cars are rolling off the line. We suggest that you contact your DeSoto Plymouth dealer at your earliest convenience. End of quote. Yes, folks, that's good news to all of us. More and more people will now experience the thrill of driving a DeSoto. The car that lets you drive without shifting. So be sure to see your DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Now let's see if you two will get a chance at the $2,500. Fenneman, tell them the rules. Each of our three couples has $20. They bet as much of that 20 as they want on each of four questions. The couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the $2,500 DeSoto Plymouth question at the end of the show. Our other two couples are in a waiting room off stage, so they don't know what's happening out here. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected American expressions for English words as your category, right? Here's your first question. How much of the 20 will you bet? $10. $10. They call it a lift. What do we call it? Elevator. Elevator is right. And they're on their way up with $30. Well, you just raised yourself to $30 here with that elevator. Remember, you're going for $2,500 tonight. Now, how much of the 30 will you try? Let's make it 25, Red. 25. All right, that's dynamite. Yeah, and the English expression is accumulator. Accumulator. What, what do we call it? Additive. Adding machine? No, no. I, I'm, I'm sorry. It's a tough one. It's a storage battery. Hmm. They now have $5. Here's your third question. How much of the five dollars will you bet? Four ninety-five. Four ninety-five. <laughs> the English expression is tram. What is our expression? Elevated express car. Streetcar is right. Well, on the way again, Groucho. We have nine ninety-five. What? <laughs> How much of the nine ninety-five are you going to bet? Nine ninety-five. All right. Here's your last chance to beat the other couples. In England, they call it a pub. What do we call it? A bar. A bar is right. that one. <laughs> and they wind up with $19.90. Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Now, don't go away. You may get a chance at the big question. Groucho, the secret word is still foot. Foot, huh? Which one, George? It doesn't matter. It does to me, huh? Perhaps our next couple will say it, too. 
we asked for volunteers from the audience who had interesting stories. Just before we went on the air, Mr. Harold Price and Mrs. Florence Schwartz were chosen. And here they are. Folks, meet Groucho Marx. Welcome to, welcome to your bet your life, youngsters. And if you say the secret word, you'll divide $100 between you. It's a common word, something you always have with you. Harold Price, eh? That's right. Well, I'm happy to see that you came down to the program tonight. I'm always glad to see a price come down. <laughs> Harold, what sort of work do you do? I'm a fry cook. Fry cooks. I always thought cooks were hard-boiled, didn't <laughs> Where do you work right now? At the greasy skillet? No, well, I, I came out here from Buffalo, New York, and I'm going to get something pretty quick now. <laughs> I'm going to get work right away. In other words, you're unemployed. Is well, I'm unemployed. Did you quit or did you get fired? Well, got fired, I guess. When will you know? <laughs> well, I hope you land something real soon, Harold. Mrs. Uh, Schwartz? Yes. Hi. Uh, where are you from? Are you from Florence? Um, I'm from New York City, the Lower East Side. The Lower East Side. Uh, mm hmm. Fenneman says you uh, you two have had some uh, interesting experiences. Uh, Mrs. Uh, Schwartz, uh, what's happened to you? Well, uh, ye- uh, years ago when I went to work, I met my husband. He, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, wa- he was a, a bloomer cutter. He was a... <laughs> he was a bloomer cutter, did you say? <laughs> Were you a bloomer girl at the time? No, I was. I was much thinner, and these were. Uh, I had. A, you had to make work for stylish stouts, and I only weighed 105 at the time. <laughs> Mrs. Schwartz, I'm an expert on double talk, but uh, uh, triple talk throws me. So, you, uh, Mrs. Schwartz, eh? So he would, we'd have layers of cloth, and he'd have to cut them. I'd be slicing them. I'd have to slip them. He was a bloomer cutter, and you were a bloomer slicer. Right? That's right. And that's how you met? And slicing and I cutting was, your way through the east side. I was working on the table, and, and every time we'd look at each other, they'd be getting cut wrong, so we'd have to cut them a little smaller. So anyway... What happened? Well, anyway, the boss says the boss says that I was distracting uh, this cutter from his work. I can understand I, that, huh? And that I'd better look for another job. So it was during the depression at the time, and I couldn't find a job. So he says, "I think I'd better marry you." <laughs> so he won't start haunting me about a job. Uh-huh. Well, that certainly was a note of despair on his part. Right? <laughs> That's what he says. Tell me, Mr. Schwartz, were you modeling these things at the time? Well, sometimes I did when they were cut short. Well, maybe we better cut this short, huh? Uh, Harold, what's your story, huh? Well, one day I was uh, broke. Next day I had $27,000, and a few days later I was broke again. Well, that's the income taxes for you, huh? <laughs> what happened to the $27,000? Gave it to a lawyer. That sounds logical. <laughs> Maybe you better go way back to the beginning and, and uh, tell me everything, Harold. Well, I was walking down uh, Main Street here in Los Angeles. I was broke, and didn't have a room, didn't have any money. And uh, I kicked a package, a newspaper package. When I kicked it, all these bonds and checks and uh, securities were spread out all over the ground. 
You found stocks and bonds on the sidewalk? That's right. It must have been curb stocks, huh? <laughs> well, what'd you do next? Huh? Well, I looked at them and I realized that they were pretty valuable and I turned them over and I saw that they'd been signed and that they were negotiable and... You mean you could uh, actually obtain these into cash? That's right. That's what they told me. Who told you that? Oh, everybody told me. Even a boot black, even a shoeshine boy. You usually take financial advice from a boot black? (laughs) You should have come to me immediately, huh? (laughs) Now, after you talked it over with the boot black, uh, did he take a shine to you when he found out you had... (laughs) After you realized the socks were so valuable, what did you you do with them, Harold? Well, I... I borrowed a dime from a fella I knew, and I headed for the bus station. Now you're talking, huh? <laughs> How far did you expect to get on a dime? Well, not very far. I I took the dime, and I put them, checked them in a, one of these check locker boxes for it. It's a good thing that key man wasn't around, huh? <laughs> well, that was an ingenious hideout. Then what did you do, huh? Well, I uh, tried to locate the people that had them. There was a name on them. Yeah, so? Didn't have any money. So I went to a blood bank, got a sold a pint of blood, got four dollars for it, and I started phoning everybody in the phone book by the name of the owners of the stocks and bonds. And? Well, I couldn't locate them, so I took them uh, to the Los Angeles Times in the hope that the newspaper would find the owners for them. Well, you're a very honest man, huh? Harold, if everybody in the world was as honest as you, there probably wouldn't be very many people with $27,000. When the owner of the stocks was identified, uh, did you get a big reward, Harold? Well, I got this suit here, $50 suit and $25 in cash. What else did you get? Well, I had a lot of other interesting things happen to me. I had quite a few offers for jobs. One woman called up and said she was 28 years old and considered quite pretty and that I looked a lot like her ex-husband. She thought I was cute and that he was a rat. (laughs) She said she'd like to have an honest husband. Well, you'd have been provided with cheese anyhow. (laughs) Well, what are your plans for the future? Which of the jobs are you going to take, Harold? Well, I'm going to take whichever one has the most security and the most promising future, whatever it is. Well, you better marry the girl whose husband was a rat. <laughs> well, it's, it's been refreshing talking to you, uh, talking to an honest man. I rarely encounter one. Now, let's see how well you two can make out in the battle for the $2,500. We're going to play your bet you like. You run your $20 into more than the other couples, and you'll get a chance at the big question. I can't tell you how much our first couple won, but Fenneman is off stage to remind our listeners. The locksmith and the dynamiter won $19.90. Let's see how high you can build your $20. You selected stars of, of current movies as your category. Is that correct? That's right. Here's your first question. How much of the 20 will you risk? $10. $10. Who's the male lead in Chain Lightning? Uh, Humphrey Bogart. Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> well, we'll just start with $30, Groucho. Remember, you're going for $2,500 tonight. Now you have $30. How much are you going to try? Fifteen. Fifteen. Who was the leading man in Francis? Um, what's his name? Donald O'Connor. Donald O'Connor. Donald O'Connor is right. <laughs> They're climbing. They have forty-five dollars. Fooled me. I just said the jackass. Huh? <laughs> All right, you got forty-five dollars. Now here's your third question. How much of the forty-five? That's thirty. Who plays the lead in Willie Comes Marching Home? 
tap dancer. Dan Daly. Dan Daly is right. Now they have $75. Okay, now you got $75. Now, how much are you going to bet? Now, talk it over, kids. Bet 50, I'd say. Bet it all. <laughs> Who plays the young man with a horn? Kirk Douglas. Thank you. $150. Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. And I will soon know we'll get the chance at the $2,500 question. What would you do, friends, if you were to get up some morning and find your car won't start? I'd get back in bed, Fenneman. <laughs> well, smart folks would call out their DeSoto Plymouth dealer because he'd send the man over to fix up your car and get you back on the road. In my pajamas, huh? I'll thank him to let me alone. Well, Groucho, most folks will thank their DeSoto Plymouth dealer for the kind of fast, courteous treatment he's willing and ready to give. All right, Fenneman, I'll thank you to tell us who's leading in the battle for the $2,500 question. Well, the honest man and the housewife were ahead with $150, and the secret word is still foot. Just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected a perfume sales girl and a county fair official, and here they are... Miss Libby Kohler and Mr. Tex Condon meet Groucho Marx. Welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth dealers, folks. And if you say the secret word, you'll split $100 between you. It's a common word, something you always have with you. Miss uh, uh, Libby uh, Kala? Kohler. Kohler. You're the perfume sales girl, eh? That's right. Where are you from? Cologne? No. (laughs) Reading, Pennsylvania. Where? Reading, Pennsylvania. Oh, pretzel bender, eh? (laughs) How long have you been selling perfume? Oh, about ten years. Well, you had a very fragrant note to our program. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Condon? Yes, sir. And wh- where are you from? All of you, I mean. Huh? <laughs> Originally from Texas. I'm now living... <laughs> this lady in the front row knew it because she used to be a panhandler. <laughs> We insult anybody around here. We don't. <laughs> Unfortunately, we mean it. Now, where are you? Uh... Are you you're from Texas, huh? And, uh, Originally, uh, but I live in California now. Well, that's quite an admission for a Texan to make. <laughs> I'm a displaced Texan. <laughs> are, you, are you married, uh, Tex? Yes, sir. How many children do you have? Uh... I have three. Three, huh? Yes, sir. Are they all uh, as big as you? No, two of them. They're all girls. Two of them are five feet eight and five feet nine. One of them's only five feet seven and a half. She's probably from Oklahoma, right? <laughs> Miss Miss Kohler, are, are you married? No, sir. You sell perfume. You haven't trapped anybody yet. Eh? What kind of perfume do you sell? Repulsive number five? Huh? <laughs> I always get a kick out of the names you people choose for your products. So what are some of the scents you sell? Voodoo, taboo, shocking, white shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> what does white shoulders do for a woman? Well, uh, not so much what it does for the woman, it's what it does to the man. <laughs> What do, you, what do you do uh, at county fairs, uh, Mr. Condon? I judge livestock. Judge, I'll be big about this thing. The air is all yours, huh? 
let's see how good you are. Let, uh, let me hear you judge me. Go ahead and be sure to notice all my fine points. Well, uh, what are you? I mean... <laughs> If I have to answer that, the whole thing is off. Huh? <laughs> I'm, I'm a Brahma judge. Any fool can see I'm not a Holstein. <laughs> do, you, do you judge Brahmas? Oh, yes. I just, uh... you, you're a Brahma critic, in other uh, yes, words. Yes, uh... indeed. We handle a lot of them. And, uh, I judge... say, you're a Brahma critic? Uh... Yes, sir, a Brahma critic. Who do you work for, the Daily Moose? <laughs> well, all right, go ahead and judge me, huh? Generally speaking, you all you have all the fine points of a, an outstanding animal. <laughs> you have a very well shaped head. You have uh, for good... what? Uh... Well, for a good Brahma. <laughs> you have fair shoulders, but I, I'd say they could be a little thicker, a little fuller. Your shoulders. Well, my head makes up for that. <laughs> Uh, how, how do you judge cattle? What do you look for in a cow? General confirmation, quality, and showmanship. I never heard of a cow with showmanship. Huh? Is that when a cow is a good hoofer? <laughs> no, not exactly. How much does a prize cow bring? These top cows, good cows, bring anywhere from, oh, 12000 to $20,000. A cow is worth twenty thousand dollars? Oh yes. Gee, you wouldn't think a cow would be smart enough to save all that money. <laughs> she probably made it in a bull market. Huh? <laughs> How much is a bull worth? Huh? Not a wool worth, but a bull worth. Huh? <laughs> oh, good, uh, real top, outstanding bull sold for six to five thousand dollars this year. A bull is worth $45,000 more than a cow? Oh, yes. I hope you girls all listen to that out there. <laughs> well, I've always said it was a man's world. <laughs> How much does a prize bull weigh, Judge? Good bull weigh from 1,600 to 1,800 pounds. How much does that come to a pound for a $65,000 job? Well, uh, don't figure them, but you don't eat those bulls. <laughs> What do you do with a bull? Put it in a jewelry store window? Well, I suppose I did eat it. Well, if you did eat it, did it, uh, well, let's see, it'd figure around $150 a pound. Well, that's just what the Beverly Hills butcher charges. <laughs> well, you've both been very interesting and very nice people. Now, let's see if you'll beat the other two couples and get the chance at the $2,500 DeSoto Plymouth question. I can't tell you how much the other two couples won, but Fenneman is going to remind our listeners. The honest man and the housewife are ahead with $150. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You select the cities of the world as your category. Is that right? All of these cities are over 300,000 in population. Now, you have $20. How much do you want to try? $10. Are you an auctioneer at times, too, Judge? <laughs> yes, sir, I am. In what country is the city of Genoa? Italy. Italy is right, huh? Well, let's start with $30, Groucho. All right, now you got $30. How much of the 30 will you try? 25 
In what country is the city of Baku, or Baku, B-A-K-U? India? Do you agree with that? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, the Hemingway is told back here. Huh? It, it's Russia. They now have $5, Groucho. All right, here's your third question. You're down to $5. Now, how much will you bet? $3. $3, huh? <laughs> In what country is the city of Helsinki? Norway. No, you're close, Judge, but not close enough. It's Finland. They now have $2. Well, now you're down to $2, huh? Now, you can put it on the third race, or you can bet it here, whatever you want. Well, we bet $1. You're going to bet a dollar. In what country is the city of Valencia? Spain. Spain is right, huh? All right, you're practically cleaned out. We want you to go away from here a little better off than when you came in. Now, if you get this one right, you'll be $10 richer. After what state is the Mississippi River named? <laughs> Mississippi. Mississippi is right. This couple winds up with a grand total of $3. And that means the honest man and the housewife with $150 get the chance at the DeSoto Plymouth $2,500 question. To get the most mileage from your car, you'll find it will pay you to take it for service to a DeSoto Plymouth dealers. For that's where you get the benefit of factory-designed and approved tools and equipment and skilled factory-trained mechanics who know how to use this equipment to do an expert job on your car in shorter time. To you, this means a saving of money and a car that will give you faithful, economical service mile after mile. So next time your car needs service... No matter what make of car it is, take it to an authorized DeSoto Plymouth dealer. And here's the honest man and the housewife, the winning couple, all ready for the DeSoto Plymouth $2,500 question, all Groucho. Right. Here we go for $2,500. Ready? I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you, so think carefully, and please no help from the audience. Here it is. The Comstock Lode is one of the richest deposits of gold and silver in history. Many present-day fortunes were started in the mines of the Comstock Lode. For $2,500, tell me, in what state is it located? All right, what's Nevada. the answer you decided upon? Nevada is right! the right answer, so you win $2,500. What are you going to do with all that money? Well, I think open up a little hot dog stand or something, a little small. Good, good. <laughs> and Mrs. Schwartz. Gee, I, I don't know. I only know I thank you very much. Well, let's see. You won $2,500 plus $150 in the quiz. You really cleaned up tonight. 
Congratulations from the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. You bet your life. Thank you. Thank you. You Bet Your Life is a John Goodell production. Transcribed from Hollywood, directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jerry Fielding. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at this time for the Groucho Marx Show, You Bet Your Life. Presented by the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers of America. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. Two great cars, both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And don't forget, next week, the big question will be worth... $1,000. By the way, folks, I want to warn you that I'll be on the cover of Quick Magazine that's out tomorrow. I suggest all dogs be kept on leash and small children be locked indoors. Good night, folks, and remember, just be sure to see your DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Folks, here's a tip from the National Safety Council. When driving, showing off doesn't pay. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. (laughs) 